To the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the future of curation in the digital art renaissance. Hosted by Art to Act. Let's take a listen. Hello, Leslie. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Just waiting for four speakers that are going to be here today explaining to us a little bit about the topic. And Zafgod is here, Art Mort as well, just sending you the invitation. Benoit as well, welcome. Zafgod, you're good to go too. How are you guys doing? Hey, nice to hear you again, my friend. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure to have you and to have you all all here. Rinko, welcome. Invitation sent to. Hey, a quick mic check. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you guys? All all all, all good. Thank you for thank you all for being here and for accepting. Uh, is the quality okay? Yes, for me is okay. Oh, I think. Okay, good. Thank you. No problem. So today's spaces is around curation. Uh, it has been around since ever in traditional art markets, but in Web3 has started to gain a different perspective. Uh, different also platforms are, start, are starting to increase their tools regarding this subject. So we thought of getting around, uh, gathered the right people, uh, people that wanted to share more about this and that have experience on the sector and this is what we are going to do my friends why don't we start with benoit benoit has to leave in 45 minutes so i thought of starting with you yes yes are you okay in france in paris uh, yes excellent everything going uh How's... very good perfect we have a lot of projects uh you know a lot of good things to so perfect, perfect. We're very happy with uh, NFT factory. Yes. How? Uh, yeah, uh, NFT factory is, is running well, right? Yes, yes. It's been very difficult because uh, we were always on the rush. Uh, we opened three months ago. We made uh, already uh, four exhibitions. We're about to launch uh, a new uh, new open screen and then uh, new, another drop uh, around NFT Paris about AI. Uh, but now we are starting to plan ahead. So um, we released uh, yesterday on our website uh, the the program for the for the year. So nice. basically uh, all the exhibitions we are willing to do in the in the during the year. Uh, and there are different uh, different things, you know. Uh, we are we have an amazing tool with uh, NFT Factory. The place is an amazing tool. 
Uh, it's a 400 uh, square meter facility. There are 65 screens. Uh, uh, we have our Web3 community with our 1,000 members. We have 128 founders. Basically, we gather all the uh, Web3 community, and we have this uh, uh, this showroom, I would say, yeah. that, 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 that can be used for art. It can be used for launch of projects. So we have a, a lot of uh, corporate and brands who are contacting us to because they have some uh, they, they they launch uh, their own collections and so so we have all Lovely. these to mix, who mix you know we mix all that and uh, yes it's going to be an amazing year perfect perfect thanks for sharing more about nft factories in paris uh, check it out on twitter as well a great project and I've seen that you have been co-founded a lot of other projects too within the crypto art space. Yes. One in particular is about curation. Uh, yep. Can you talk yep. about uh, what's this project about, OX Art? Yes, OX Art. So uh, the name is OX Art, OX for the, you know, the Ethereum address, and then four for the A, so OX4 RT, but you read it OX Art. It's um, it's um, uh, it's a it's a company I founded with Albertine Meunier and Tutien Vaux, where there are we are three founders, and basically we do advisory for uh, for uh, crypto art. We advise collectors, uh, we advise companies, uh, and also the big part of our of our activity is to to create. Um, exhibitions and conferences uh, abroad. Abroad, so we made already conferences and exhibitions uh, in in um, in Hong Kong, in New York, uh, in Cameroon, uh, in um, in uh, Saudi Arabia, and now we are working for the next one, which is, will be in Morocco. So we are working currently on a on a trip to Morocco for for a week. We have we have conferences, exhibitions, and and all that. And we we love this part because we are we are really really we feel that uh, doing this we are onboarding people. You know, in Cameroon it was it was amazing to meet the the, the people in Cameroon and explain the web tree and everything. And it will be the same yeah. in Morocco. You know. Very, very, very interesting. And of course, my question for you is why it is important for this space to have projects providing counseling and curating? Yeah, um, uh, it's a very, it's a very um, new thing, you know, crypto art. It's a very new space. It was a rush. I felt it was really, a really a rush, especially uh, since 2021. Uh, I started. I discovered all this at the end of 20, 2018, and it was very quiet. It was a small community. You know, uh, we, we were we were having fun, and and then everything changed and changes changed in 2021, and now it's a rush, and everyone is rushing, and in this rush, we need sometimes to settle and to think and to articulate and curation is 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 really something that that needs to we need to step up the whole community needs to step up uh, in, in the curation and articulation explanation the historical aspect of it uh, where it comes from where it goes what are the values what are the the core principles 
and all this. And I, I really, it's, it's really uh, important for me because I'm really a strong believer in, uh, in, in crypto and uh, Web3 and the values. And um, I, I think because of the, uh, the, the, the amount of newcomers, you know, we, we kind of, of, of lose a little bit of those values uh, and we need to uh, keep them st strong. We need to, 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 to statements about what 100%. Yes. So uh, this is something that is very important for me. And this is what we do at, at NFT Factory. Of course, we have all those connections with the corporations and brands, and we need to work with them. But we also are very strong with our, with our, uh, with what we believe in, with our, with our values. Of course, of course. And I 100% uh, agree with you. And of course, a challenge that we see uh, NFT platforms and, and see uh, according to curation uh, features uh, is the simple fact that in the end, they are platforms, right? And the nature of their offer can have limited set of options regarding of what curation can be. Um, yep. How important is for you to know the artist's story and the background of the artwork as well, besides uh, the visual curation? Yeah, it's 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 obviously it's very very important part in curation. Uh, I guess you cannot really uh, pretend to be a curator if you if you don't you know uh, really try to understand and to know the artist uh, again, know where where he or her where they come from. Uh, what is their message? Uh, where are they going? Uh, and 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 because it's important for me to see the consistency in the in the artist's work. You know, uh, uh, when you see a piece, it could it it could look good, but then it, it if you look further, maybe it makes no sense with what the the, the person did that, and they, there is no there is no uh, there is no core, you know, no. So you need to understand. Uh, for me, uh, I, I I love when I see the consistency in artists, when I understand where where they come from, where they go, and of course, when you need to know them, you need to discuss with them, you need to to look at what they have done before, to to, to understand their projects, and this is how. Uh, um, uh, you, you you feel that uh, this is a this is a good good artist and that 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 uh, needs to be pushed, you know. So yeah. uh, yes, it's very important. Yeah, 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 hundred percent too. Well, thank you very much, uh, Benoit. Um, I was thinking now on moving to Artmorth, but it, anytime if you want to jump in, uh, introduce anything else, feel free. Okay. Yes, just, just, uh, I will just do a quite a, a small promotion for myself. I have uh, of course um, uh, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, tomorrow at six thirty p.m. in Paris, uh, there is an exhibition of uh, Museum of Crypto Art. Uh, so the collection I, I have uh, with uh, with Tritien, uh, we run this collection and we, we have a, an exhibition of uh, 20, 20 artworks of, of our collection in this place. A very nice gallery in Paris. I have a gallery. Lovely, lovely. Let me let me know uh, if uh, you have tweeted about because I can pin tweet. Yes, on. sure. Uh, just send me, send me, send me, and I will pin tweet it. Okay. I will send you the poster of the exhibition. Perfect. Thank you very much, my thank friend. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, Art Morth, how are you doing? Hey, Artu, how are you? Doing great. 
Oh, good. Oh, good. Thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure as well. And a couple of questions for you, of course. Um, so my first one goes to how does creations in Web3 art sector help to shape the narrative around digital art, in your opinion? Um, you know, the thing <laughs> is that there's crypto art, digital art, and it's funny because at the moment I'm in the south of France, uh, there is a museum that has acquired a, an NFT piece of a, of a digital artist. Uh, but when you go there, you realize that there has been people operating in the art world for the past, you know, 40 years that have been creating digital arts and have been doing so many good things for that medium and for that movement. And I think there's truly something different between creating digital art and creating art in Web3. Uh, I wouldn't be able to say much about digital art there because when I talk to those people, I realize they have so many references that even even though I have a bit of background in traditional art, that I lack a lot of those references. And so there's truly, I think, a difference between just traditional digital art and the digital art we experience in Web3. Uh, and creating is all about narrative. You know, it's all about contextualization works with either one artist or different artists. And it's all about telling a story, right? And I think what I've noticed so far as being a creator was that artists within Web3 are super willing to participate in any exhibition because even though they can have amazing sales, they sometimes don't even get any exhibition. Uh, and thinking about that, like if you take even the example of the of Xcopy and some of the, 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 the huge artists out there, I don't think we ever seen any solo show of that artist in any gallery in the world or any museum. And so you realize that there's truly two different worlds operating in a parallel universe often. And that the and so to shape that sort of view about that, uh, it's difficult to say that my creation has reached uh, an audience beyond Web3. But what I can tell is that whoever I've presented work to in Web3, they have, you know, they're looking for a bit of art education and art background and contextualization, uh, whereas uh, in the traditional art, they're looking to know more about Web3 and just NFT. So depending on your audience, you you, you have to, to adapt your, your messaging there. Uh, but yeah, creating artwork is not easy, you know, especially even with the cost of it. Like I was trying to be a full-time curator on the side, and I don't think there is any creator in the space that can make a living out of it, to be honest, uh, just because it, it's there's so many costs with you no know, displaying and just finding location and display. Uh, so it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And and in your opinion, how do you think curation can help develop the Web3 ecosystem uh, and the crypto art space? Do you think curation can be uh something that can foster uh crypto art yeah for sure you know i think in crypto blockchain and nft in general the main challenge has always been adoption and i think the best way in nft really have brought so many different profiles within the web3 ecosystem that was mostly populated by finance and tech people and we lacked the sort of creative people inputs and since the movement has started a few years ago, we see there was a wave of creative like geniuses out there, and that's really amazing for the space. Uh, 
So it needs to be seen and understood. And I think, you know, a lot of people are seeing curators within the space as gatekeepers. And I really do think we're not, we're really more about facilitator. And because, you know, it's really difficult to feel anything when you're faced with, uh, with a picture or artwork. You know, I feel it's like music or cinemas, all those mediums are much more easier to approach uh, for anyone. Uh, it's easier, I think, to have uh, a huge emotion and cry in front of a movie than it is from uh, an artwork, even if it's a masterwork, even if it's the Mona Lisa or, or whatever masterwork we're referring to. So there is a really ne- a big need of contextualization, of rationalization, and to understand what is important, uh, what are the aesthetic we're talking about, what are the movements we're talking about, their philosophy. And I think in the mind of a lot of people in the space, all those different concepts sort of mixed together in a, in a huge soup that nobody really understands fully. And so a lot of that is about copywriting and making it affordable. And I've honestly myself discovered, uh, you know, Web3, NFT, and crypto art in general through the work of curator, uh, namely uh, Jason Bailey and, and George Bach, which, uh, um, you know, created the first CryptoPunk exhibition at the Kate Vass Gallery in 2018. And that was through that that I discovered the CryptoPunk and I discovered crypto art and, you know, Kevin Abosh as well. And so my experience was that it does help. Uh, and it especially, it, it shaped the narrative toward the institutional side of the art world that really need those sort of narrative to get onboarded because otherwise all they see is the speculation, uh, the market, and they really struggle to find an artistical relevance to everything we're doing there. Uh, and sometimes that's justified, sometimes that's just snobism. Uh, really depends on what you're addressing too. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really important, you know, sales and markets are one thing that brings attention to, uh, but it doesn't bring so much meaning. Um, and I think we need meanings and we need meaningful project, meaningful arts to, you know, have and shape a new movement of art for the next decade to come. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, I totally agree with you again. It's 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 about that. But also what I, I'm curious about to learn from you is that in your opinion, do you think there if is there a particular type of curation um that you feel is more needed uh in this space for to help developing it more? Because uh, in line with what was said to Benoit, platforms themselves are trying to introduce new tools regarding to curations, but in the end, they are going to be uh, a platform. And of course, they have limitations uh, regarding that. So do you think there's any type of curation that we can introduce new to the space? Anything that is missing? Yeah, if you're referencing to like Foundation World and Super R Space and, and Nifty Gateway Publisher, uh, I think a lot of people are confusing, you know, sellers and 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 market makers with curator. Um, and it's nice to have drops and and have all those artists working together on the sale events. Uh, but really, I think, and that's some of the things that the the NFT factory is doing is that we need more physical exhibition. We need those artwork to be seen by the public and to be out there. Uh, otherwise, it just stay within the space and 
just reach a really limited audience of, of new people. And I feel like that's what we're trying to do with Art Crush as well, which is my main curatorial uh, project, uh, which we're doing exhibition in the streets with uh, uh, you know all those uh, screens and like things you can find on, on on Times Square, you know all those like uh, publicity digital screens and to show digital arts in the real world. Uh, and I think there's a lacking there because all those platforms have been pushing forward the creation narrative, whereas they're just looking for people to find artists for them. And a lot of what I've seen so far was merely just selection of the big names and good selling artists out there and just put them together and make a, and make a you know, a big sale. Uh, whereas I think the big chunk of the role of a curator is to actually look and find things that are underground, you know, and, and just under the radar. And I don't feel like that's something that most people have been doing so far. Uh, and I feel like that's what I've tried to do with the Luc de Lucris sales. I mean, Lucris has already had a pretty interesting community and following. When I discovered him, not really. Uh, but, you know, it's truly not perhaps an artist you would have named within your top 10 uh, artists in NFT. So I was feeling that we're, we're taking with that sales a bit more of a bet there on an artist that still have to consolidate his market and reputation and, and artistical practices. Uh, and that's what I'm passionate about. You know, it's good to have things about Xcopy and all those big artists, but at some point to always see the same people and it's nice to be able to see artwork in real life and and artists that you sometimes don't ever heard of outside that. Because, you know, big artists doesn't need creator to be known or to sell. <laughs> yeah. Artist does. yeah, of course, of course. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to to hear your thoughts around this. Um, I'm going to move to Zafgod in any time if you want to jump in. Uh, anyone, uh, if you want to make a question to introduce something, just please raise your hand. It will be a pleasure to have you. Zafgod, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, now, hey. You're the I'm, artist. I'm now we are going to have uh, an artist perspective around the subject. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm actually at some friends. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling. I'm I'm in a different room. I'm I I told them I was busy, so no just, problem, uh, no problem. Yeah. Invite him too, no problem. So my oh, question, listening. <laughs> my question for you is: um, as an artist, of course, how much curation commitment do you take with your work? Well, it kind of starts <laughs> from the fact I put myself. Uh, I I want to make a series, so. When I find a subject, I automatically decide how many pieces I want to make. I do sometimes uh, make more than I actually want. And then I actually look if I could replace and maybe add more or maybe even subtract. So I believe like it's really simple because it kind of like goes with the flow. You don't really think that much you just do and as you do you think this would go better with that and you add and move it's it, it's, it's a back and forth thing so yeah basically yeah. I, I just build as i go you know of course of course you are an artist in that sense that you like to experiment let's say right yeah yeah but i makes sense i actually use symbols uh, to tie my body of work together so you, in my animated pieces, you 
you sometimes see the eyes, like the skull's eyes, and I definitely am in love with this kind of death thing because life's too short, so you gotta make the most out of it. So <laughs> I'm I'm always pushing this idea: just don't waste your life, do something meaningful, and it's like trying to put colors and you know animate the death. Like, don't be afraid, just go, go, just you know, try and do it. Yeah, exactly. Empowering people to do it, like in something that I. I I heard from a graffiti artist friend, it was like, I want to make art that inspires children to be themselves artists and take that leap of faith into the world, you know? And I really love that, making art simple and uh, trying to get everybody into this field and making their the lives better, you know? Yeah. And I have a, a curiosity also regarding curation, of course. It's which goes like when you spend more time, for example, curating an artwork, you know, like when you spend more time explaining it yeah. uh, in a whole senses, do you see a direct correlation uh, ending up with more interest from the public? You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, they have this uh, piece, it's worth a thousand words, you know, but if you actually put the thousand words beside the piece, it's so much meaningful because you give the tools for people to decipher your visual messages because they see something and they have their own knowledge they uh, use to decrypt it but if you add the extra text and takes take time and telling them i this i did this because of that and together they look like that you know it makes so much more sense so yeah i definitely agree with that the public is more interested when you put yeah. the words and you, you no, state it, it, your intentions. Of course, to, of course, of course, it makes sense, right? When you spend more yeah. time developing, I, I, I totally get that. It's it's quite obvious, but no, explain. actually, it's really hard to put them in. No, 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 of course, of course, I, that, I that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's hard, but I, I, I understand. But what I really want to 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 ask you is that like it's important to be your own curator and as a first filter to the public yeah definitely because uh, if you're the type of artist or that likes to experiment uh, some collector might like a different type of work and and you might lose interest you know so it's important to be aware of what what you already made and try to you know like make small leaps not big jumps in style like you paint but then you i don't know you do something very not paint like sculpture you know yeah kind of tie your work together like uh I, I i really love to draw i i'm a i'm at heart uh, like a graphic but uh, traditional type Sorry, my English is messed up. I don't know. I live in Romania. We don't actually speak English here. So. <laughs> no, your English I'm, is very good. Man. I'm also very nervous, but doesn't matter. No, so, as I was saying, this is a friendly place where you yeah, can share ideas really and we can say mistakes. You know, this is that's how we will learn. So feel free to be yourself. It's it's perfect. Your English is good, and. Of course, I would love to 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 hear from you if you ever uh, requested external curation to your work, or if you are trying to 
task uh, external curation just to understand if others yeah. uh, that oh, uh, are I, curators, uh... right? Professional curators, people that are trying to be uh, curators, whatever. People that oh, want to help I, you I out. Understand. Yeah. Did uh, you have? I have requested? like my uh, no. Uh, I have like my Discord where my collectors and I always Leverage. share what I work and I'm really intimate because it's much more easier to talk there. I, I don't know. On Twitter, uh, I have a lot of ideas. I could share a lot of points, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I just want to keep it more tight, you know? So I use my Discord to be like, really talking about all the subjects. And uh, as I said, I don't know. It's kind of hard to actually go to people and be like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> of Sorry course. For, no, no, no. You know, it, it's like, involuntarily shooting yourself like hey <laughs> so but I yeah mean, but yeah I, I totally i totally understand sometimes it's like asking for someone that is doing like professionally definitely. like you have a lot of people here as a speakers too that you can ask in the end for example just a trial just to understand how they perceive your art you know like curation and yeah i'm really curious because it's i have it, a really I, eclectic it, body of work that must be interesting you know um but yeah uh we leave here this for you and then we can we can of course ask ask them to do that uh, but but yeah it's feel free to to say something during the spaces okay your english is perfect my so friend thank you so much <laughs> okay i'm i'm shy <laughs> no 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 thank yeah, you all, all good moving now to rinko I, yeah I tell me a, tell me wait i have a question i, I want people people's opinion about the importance of curations in ai because Lovely. i feel like it's really easy to Hey, I'm an artist. Type words, make art. Okay, so bye bye. You know, it's like really rug pull. <laughs> so because before okay, okay, they 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 yeah. uh, said of artistic practices like you know before you had to build a career, went go to school, you know, like really study stuff. Now you just have everything at your disposal. So I'm really curious about mm -hmm. how people feel about this. Thank okay, you. thank thank you for the question, my friend. Of course, hundred percent with you. Um, there's people here that, of course, uh, want to talk about. I have here my closest friend uh, as a speaker that has been uh, doing these spaces with us. Black label. If you do you want to jump in, uh, if you want, of course. Otherwise, we can uh, find another one to to answer. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'd love to talk on this. I think it's. This is one of the most important questions, I think, is how curation um, plays a role within AI art, because we're in a situation where the barrier to entry and accessibility is so much more open than it's ever been before for in terms of creative tools and for anyone to express themselves and create. I think that because of this, we're in a landscape where I would define it as the why is significantly more important than the how. Wherein I believe that even, even though artists always have and always will have to own their process. And I think within the world of AI art, you know, some, some kind of look at it and say, oh, it's just, you know, you <laughs> type in something and hit enter and you get something. At, at the very basis of the entire process, yes, that's true. However, 
I don't believe that that makes it art. I think that I define art as intentional expression. I think that anything done um, with expressive intent is art. So I think that as long as you are utilizing these tools in a way where you are expressing yourself and you're doing it with an actual intention, maybe the intention is just to create it. I think that's, you know, that's debatable as well, of course, but I think that in general, you're able to, to create like a creative tool, like anything else would. However, there are degrees of this. There's levels of execution that has to be there. Um, it's not just, uh, you know, typing in pink elephant on a mountain and now that's art. I mean, I think you, you can debate it, but I think as far as curating it as a curator, from the perspective of, um, you know, I, <laughs> myself and um, actually one of the audience members, 0009, we just had a, a large event, um, a curation event um, at the first week of January. We're actually d uh, dropping that exhibition on nifty gateway next week with the the 10 chosen but we had over 550 people all ai artists give us work and going through that with the intention on the curation side to define um, the level of contemporary art and fine art and expressive art within that group uh, one was hard because a lot of it is amazing and, and comes from people with incredible stories. But also what ends up happening is, is as people have access to these tools and people get better and better and better and better at them, as well as defining their process with them, you start to see extremely unique outcomes and things that have what I would describe as valuable artistic expression in the sense that the processes that were utilized in the creation are unique. Uh, the outcome is unique. The expressive intent is unique. And these things, the, these technologies at the end of the day are just tools for creation. And I think that the way that people use them, you know, having ran a lot of um, shows and spaces and talked to hundreds and thousands of people in this space in the last few months, specifically around this subject matter, I can say with pretty good confidence that there's the, the work that is coming out is not only as expressive and highly executed as you would see in a 100 hour project of maybe digital art or painting or something else, but it's just as valid as any other medium. And that's how I look at it. Yes, the barrier to entry is lower and it has easier access. I think that's a good thing because it opens a door for more people to, to have a higher level of execution in terms of what their creative prowess and abilities are. But I also think that it's it's on one, there, there's two levels of curation, by the way. One, it's on the artist, because I mean, I am one in this space. And I can tell you that, you know, if I put something out there, it's not one, it's not just one thing that's been done. It's more like a thousand things have been done and I'm putting one thing out. So you're not only are all AI artists, in my opinion, the ones that are that are good and are making a name for themselves and are producing their own visual identity, not only are they curating themselves in their own process in a way that just because you did a painting that took you a hundred hours. Now you feel like that's valuable and you put it out into the market. That's not what's happening here. People are creating thousands of pieces of work and curating them as they go. So not only are you getting the best of the best, but you're also getting the rarest of the best, the things that, that work the best for that artist's intention and what they want to execute. But then on the other side of it, you have these curation events and galleries and publications and different higher level, you know, web three personas that are curating and collecting and they're choosing the best of the rarest of the best. So I, I actually look at that as like an extremely valuable asset 
because you're looking at in terms of the Web3 terms of value and, and the way that um, uh, value is assigned and maybe perceived to art in general, you're, you're looking at things that are even though there's a higher volume of work being produced and it's scaling exponentially, you're looking at the, the things that reach to the surface are the things that are not only the rarest, but not only the best, but also the highest valued because they're being valued by those who are assigning value in the marketplace. So I find that to be a really fascinating process. Um, so yeah, th those are my thoughts on it. I do think there's room for curation. And as we move forward, the why is going to be just as, if not more important than the how, when everyone has access to the same tools. So your expression, your story, your fingerprint on the reason why you're doing what you're doing and the process in which you achieve that goal are going to be the things that set you apart as an artist. And it's going to be the things that set you apart as a curator when you're choosing and curating the work in which you choose to display and put out into the world. Yep. And thank you. Do you hear me? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Black Label. Always a pleasure to hear you. Uh, yes, go ahead, Atmorth. Lovely to hear you. Yeah, just to touch upon that. Yeah. Uh, what I'm personally looking for in AI art is, well, first, AI, you know, it's been a big topic in the past few months, but really there's been people experiencing with AI, with GAN, and their own neural network for the past 10 years but it's true that the accessibility of it changed a lot of the paradigm and i'd like to reference one of the uh, a fundamental text i think in art history called uh, the artwork at the age of mechanical reproduction where it's a text that uh, was thinking about what is the artwork means in an era when people are an artist can produce mass produce artwork really easily uh, with little to no uh, 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 you know, manual input into that and was a big topic for wild piece and all those uh, pop artists that produce a lot, lot of edition. And I think that in today's world, we are facing the, 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 the complex uh, question of the artwork at the age of digital reproduction. Uh, but what I'm personally looking at for uh, AI artists in terms of creation is artists that either produce uh, a conceptual reflection on the topic of AI or try to, uh, I guess, uh, define and build their own aesthetic uh, within that genre. Uh, and I think Black, you're doing that really well. And uh, Red, uh, Red Rome as well as is sort of fitting this sort of uh, uh, of thematic, you know, you as thing goes, you're building your aesthetic, but also your thematical uh, production and, you know, I feel like a lot of AI artists that sometimes do things that does things that I think are a little meh is just the one that you know my for those production that looks like anything else that is produced within AI and so there's a lot of self creating it's 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 a it's a good concept but yeah I just wanted to differentiate the conceptual reflection and the aesthetical reflection uh, because those are two very different topics uh, and some artists are better than others to do the one or the later but at some point you have to have both I believe to be a really great artist great great well thank you for your intervention yeah 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 it makes 100% sense and thank you for, for, for sharing with us that um, thank you again Black Label for your intervention uh, moving now to Rinko are you there my friend Yes, I am. Hello, everybody. And thanks for having me, guys. Uh, wish everybody GV, good vibes, and a good day, first of all. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is I stopped smoking weed more than a week ago, so anything I'm going to say today will make no sense, perhaps, but it's okay. Um, 
Yeah, well, it's me, you know. No, it's fine, man. Don't worry about it. I've actually taken lots of notes while you guys were talking. That's why, you know, I'm more than happy to go last. I never do that. I'm too lazy. But these spaces are always inspiring, same as the last time. So very happy to be here. Um, I would say... Um, Curator. Now, who's a curator? Because I'm a curator at the moment. It says that on the, on the page of the website we've just launched and the project we just launched. And I mean, to be honest with you, um, I only started, I only got into this world just over a couple of years ago. I've never been involved uh, professionally into the art, art world before. So for people, for myself to call myself a curator feels a bit far-fetched. What I mean by curator, when I say curator, is somebody who's got a huge amount of passion and is willing to put that passion to uh, other people's, you know, in for other people's service. Like, I'm more than happy to do everything I can to help people's career. And the thing is, curators here that deserve that name should be those people that, I mean, in my opinion, are gonna ask for very little in return because they're doing so because they have a passion, not because they want to make money out of you. I mean, those people, you know, dressed in, I mean, there's many wolves dressed in sheep clothes in here in this world, many Wagme, many GM, many, you know, people using those kind of vibes, which are great vibes to their advantage, not because they actually believe in it. And then down the line, we discovered that their curation was more focused on creating themselves, creating their own brand and creating them a name for themselves, which I personally am totally against. And I'm here making a statement to cut out the middlemen by not asking for, I mean, the only thing we're gonna be asking in return is a piece of art, like I explained before, and that's it. Because A, you can't ask an artist for money, they'll kill you. Uh, B, it's fair, you know, some don't make it, some don't make enough and you can't push them, and it's only fair. Besides, if you really believe in somebody, his art, it's all you want. Um, I'm very passionate about it, so I put my mouth where my money is, simple. Um, let me just go through. Um, no, 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 great, you're doing well. Artists aren't generally very good at marketing themselves, the majority of that is, them, in my, in my experience that is. So that's the side where perhaps they need more help than anything. Understanding the marketing side of this world, it's quintessential because I'm a collector, which means that I buy. But we here are not collectors, in my opinion. We're investors for the majority of people here. So being an investor, you want to put your money on people you feel safe with, people that have been building, not just, you know, uh, came into this world and overnight wanting to get that success that they saw other colleagues obtain. I mean, I, I know, the, you know, I understand it, it hurts when you see somebody perhaps you don't deem as good as you making it so much bigger, but please don't rush into this world, you know, pushing yourself and being desperate because we pick up on all these things and it's not genuine. Also, you know, it's not fair on this world. So like somebody said earlier correctly, you know, Few years ago, this was a different world. I think it was Benoit who said this was a very different place, and it was a very cool place to be in. Then, after I would say, people 
sale, it became Haman. You know, everyone started to come in mostly for money because they heard of that news and this world became what it is right now. The beauty of this is that many are trying to reverse that kind of trend and making it what it should be or could be which is a spectacular place with, to me, this is the new renaissance, by the way. I'm witnessing renaissance with this world. You know, digital art, which I never knew anything about, uh, technologies that make it available for everyone to, to buy and sell. You know, this is a place that has a huge amount of possibilities. I always suggest artists a um, few things because now rules keep changing. So for those that feel really entitled with what they say to artists, be careful guys, because those people, you know, perhaps might be wrong. And who's gonna pay the price for that if not you? So when you listen to somebody, do listen to people, do listen to criticism, do take as much in as possible because that can only help you. But eventually, and finally, just make up your own mind and don't follow trends. Set trends, if, if anything, you know. Um, I would say when you start dropping from zero into these markets, create a link with your drops, create a story behind it. You know, why not use that opportunity to tell people, you know, to tell people, you're not just dropping pieces of art on platforms here, are you? You want to tell a story about yourself, you want to give more. And we are curious to know who you are. I always approach people I collect definitely do that. I actually don't collect anymore for those I don't know because I don't trust the market, I don't trust these people and I want to make sure that once I buy what I really and truly love, the person behind it is not, it's not about money and dropping prices but it's also not going to disappear from this world in a year or two because it's made money and that's it. I've seen many doing that and it's a real letdown and has been push, it's been pushing big collectors away from this world. Many I can, you know, that I know have been telling me that they felt tired of being taken for a ride and even being told by many artists that we're idiots because we've been paid too much for certain pieces. Wow, thanks very much, guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a bit hard to get that kind of comment if you're a person who spent $100,000 in a single year on art. Um, the other thing is, um, joining projects, you know, it's cool. I always, I mean, artists are trying to join projects to obtain visibility, to obtain this and that. If you join a project, don't join it because you want to get a return. Remember, we also need to give. I'm a giver in my life. I don't expect people to be like me, but I cannot be the only giver because otherwise you're going to suck me out in no time and there's, there's going to be nobody left to give. We need people that are just as genuine and generous. You know, I spent hours on end trying to help. I'm not saying curating, because like I said before, it's difficult, but trying to help those that I thought and felt I could give my advice to and wanted it. So once we get that, you know, we do need, I mean, we, I have a project running now, which I don't want to show because it's not my space today, but we, we will have time for that. We will have yeah, time well, for that. No, 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 I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't like doing that in your space, it's, especially. It's, no, um, no, no, it's, it's going to be around uh, bringing people together to collaborate, as you say, and of well, course, bridging. But that's, the reason why. that's exactly the reason why I asked um, your, you guys from art to act to actually become part of our project because I don't, I don't need my name to be out there and get recognition. I want these space, those that truly want this space to thrive will not put their names and themselves first. They will always put their heart 
and this place first, your career first. I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, I yeah. I, I will ask for your help and everything, but I don't want to beg. You know, I of gave course. so much. I'm expecting people to give in return. Um, uh, so, yeah, so one, one last thing I wanted to say. Sorry if I'm talking. Go, go ahead. I, I just, I've taken all these notes. I just wanted to go through them. Um, as a collector, I'm actually not really willing to pay for people that experiment. I hear that a lot. I'm experimenting with this, experimenting with that. But please, why should I buy experiments? I'd rather, I'd rather buy the final product. So if you tell me that you're experimenting, I'm just going to wait for you to just develop that kind of style, develop that kind of, and then, yes, perhaps jump in. But I'm not really into buying people experimenting and then, you know, saying to me, oh, sorry, it didn't work. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say for now. And thanks very much. For no, no, no. It's thank you very much. It's a pleasure uh, to hear from you. I have a lot, a lot of questions for you along the way. But we have here Arthmorth that has raised his hand uh, 10 minutes ago. So I, I want to give uh, him the voice and then we can we can move on. Please, friend. Yeah, sorry for intervening so much. No, no, no. It's 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 part of it. Uh, feel free, anyone that wants to jump in, uh, feel free. Go ahead. I just wanted to, you know, respectfully disagree with Rinko, uh, especially on on the first part of his intervention. Not not everything, uh, but I feel like a lot of what you described within your work was m more of being an agent than a curator, really, and you know. The fact that you say the, the really one sentence that made me a little bit jump my eyebrows was uh, that you're not expecting uh, to be compensated for your work as a curator, and you know I'm happy to have artwork as well, but you know I'm I'm not a plant living of water and sunlight. So at some point, you know, curator has to make a living as well, and you know a lot of people that say curator is a passion work actually make it so that a lot of us curators out there end up being forced to work for free if we want to get the work opportunity. Like all the Web3 events I've worked so far, what, they, they, they did sell tickets in the thousands and they never paid me shit so just because they was like, hey, isn't that your passion? You should be happy. You can get you get to do that. And I was like, yeah, sure. But you know, when I write a lot of text and I, when I contextualize uh, a, a bunch of work together and I pay for pro for production of uh, of a display and I rent a space, I feel it's fair to get compensated for the work. Honestly, you know, it's a partnership between an artist and a curator. It's an ongoing discussion, and I feel like a lot of what you described, Rinko, was more of an agent work. And and the last sentence of about experimenting. You know, I really do think that's actually the role of curator is we're not here to, to just show out the, the final product. You're here to be part of the of the reflection of the maturation of everything that's going on there. And I see Razor Rain, so I'm happy to hear what you have to say about that. But I just feel like, yeah, there's been a bit of confusion between curator and agent there. All right, all right. Um, well, I think, Rinko, uh, go ahead, friend. Well, um, the last part uh, wasn't as much as curating as much as it was con in connection to myself as a collector. I totally understand what you're saying, but as a collector, I was saying, I'm not willing to pay for experiments. As a curator, I obviously have a different thought, th you know, I have different thoughts and role 
in this respect. So yes, I agree with you. But as a collector, I really feel like I'm, uh, especially a couple of years ago, we were paying for people that we didn't know coming into the space, dropping pieces that they bought somewhere for $30 and then sold here to us for 30,000. That's what I'm trying to say. And there were some people at the beginning of their career, experimenting new styles and then expecting people to just pay them the same amount of money that were paid for other things. So yes, I totally understand you. As for the part where um, it's about money, I'll tell you a little story quickly. Um, Ken Shiro, a person that I began this project we keep, we're doing with, a couple of years ago started to ask people um, something in return for his uh, for his advice and curation and blah 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 in reply he almost got banned by people that thought he was a scammer and stuff now we're talking about one of the biggest collectors in this game um i understand it uh, same as i say to artists that cannot rely entirely to in this nft world to make ends meet i myself go out there and make money out of this world to try and not to try not to have to ask artists here you know, to, to sustain me in my life. I don't want to be sustained by artists. I totally understand and, and respect the fact that some people do. And I'm really sorry if people like me make it harder for you because yes, I am willing to do pretty much everything I'm doing for free. And like I said, we ask for a piece of art in return and that's it, but that's because that's what we want and believe in. So um, as for getting paid, I totally understand you and believe you should be, trust me, but it depends also on the level of curation people can actually provide. You sound like you've been in the game for a very long time, so I'm certain there's a huge value behind your request. Me, I've only been here for a couple of years. I don't feel confident in asking people for money for my curation, though it will make them money, etc. You know, I helped massively some people in this space uh, in their career, and I know that. But, you know, I didn't do that to obtain a personal return. So for as much as I understand you're doing it because you're a pro, I cannot because I don't feel at the same level as you. Thank you very much, my friend, for for your intervention. Uh, we have here as well, Dilek, do you want to jump in? Welcome. Um, uh, welcome, my friend. Yes, I want to jump in uh, <laughs> and add something hello, hello. <laughs> to the uh, conversation. A female voice here. Uh, yes. Lovely. Uh, a female voice and a bad English, uh, but I know you've never Perfect. tried Perfect. No, English. it's good. Uh, Go me, ahead. Um, let me introduce myself. I'm a photographer from Turkey. Uh, I'm taking photos for almost uh, 12 years. I've won so many international uh, contests uh, all over the world, like NetGeo, uh, Travel Photographer of Year, IPA Discovery of Year, Sony World Photography Awards, uh, etc. Uh, and uh, I am good at photography. Uh, and also I am lecturing photography uh, in universities in Turkey. Uh, and I believe that, yes, I, all artists are free to experiment uh, something, especially AI uh, are so uh, famous and popular these days in uh, NFT world. But if someone has a brand, in my opinion, uh, we also responsible uh, to protect our brand. I'm good at 
uh, in photography, in traditional photography. I can't edit, I can't manipulate uh, photos. Uh, but if I use LI as an experiment and uh, as a short term uh, making money, I believe that uh, this will also de uh, damage my brand. That's why uh, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to experiment something, but I'm not sharing them. I'm not trying to sell them. That's why uh, I want to jump and, uh, at these things because we have some professions uh, and uh, creating a brand is not an easy job, especially in an FT world. Uh, it takes times and times. Uh, it takes a great effort. Uh, I'm here for uh, one year and in the, especially in the beginning of my NFT journey, almost uh, I was spending all my time in my pink chair uh, and joining spaces, listening, Tweeting uh, and um, making so many things in NFT world. Uh, I'm so happy uh, to make a place uh, in NFT world, but this is not easy. And for uh, crapping uh, easy money, uh, put it into danger uh, is not uh, true, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, I suggest all artists uh, to be careful. Uh, like Rinko uh, mentioned, uh, watching the uh, and following the uh, popular things is not sometimes works in my opinion. Uh, editions uh, are still uh, so popular, uh, but uh, in June uh, we decided to create an edition. Uh, it was the probably biggest edition for photography, and uh, for the first time, it was uh, about documentary photography. And uh, so many of uh, my friends uh, thought that uh, I was crazy because I'm I was daring something uh, to do like that. Uh, but I get sold out uh, in a really short time and get uh, more than 15 each uh, with a documentary photography project. Uh, so, yes, uh, creating uh, something new, uh, working on your own path uh, and uh, creating your brand is uh, one of the most important things, in my opinion, in an NFT journey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, lovely to, to hear that. Of course, I have more questions regarding also. Arthmort, you want to go, please? Feel free. I just feel like, you know, I sort yeah. of get triggered by the, the creating your brand side of things. You know, I feel like in NFT, we put so many pressure on artists. They got to be marketer, they got to be a brand, they got to be et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just that sometimes artists don't need to build a brand they just need to do good work and you know work with people that help them out to be seen and uh you know i feel a lot of of the collectors feel like they have an almighty opinion about what should be the best practice and there's honestly no best practice and most of the people that give those advice have little to no formation in art history or the traditional art market and don't know anything about the reality of the life of an artist and <laughs> You know, when from other artists, I think it's good. And every time, you know, artists ask me for advice, I say, I'm not an artist. How, can, how could I give you advice, really, on how to make art? You should ask other artists. Uh, so, yeah, just, 
just to be cautious about that, you know, I think, you know, just the the branding side of things always a bit trigger me. That might be not what you meant. Uh, uh, sorry, Dilek, uh, um, but uh, just wanted to be just to tap on. Yeah, of Actually, course. Actually, I'm agree with you. All uh, uh, many artists um, are shy and uh, they are not uh, open uh, to public. Uh, as, uh, actually, this is the nature of art and artists. Uh, but in NFT world, uh, we are trying to push uh, themselves to create their brands and uh, to make their marketing. And if someone is a good seller, uh, they are selling some um, normal works. But if uh, a talented artist uh, is not good at marketing, uh, they mostly uh, become invisible. I'm totally agree with you. Uh, so in my opinion, uh, a, a great uh, creation uh, process, uh, some communities uh, and are important uh, to make them visible because this is not the duty of artists actually. Uh, artists uh, should focus to create their art, not to uh, make their advertisements, not to create their uh, brand. And in my opinion, uh, there must be uh, some strong uh, collectors, uh, communities, uh to uh, help that artist to make them visible uh i'm seeing leslie in the listener panel she is uh continuously trying to make uh invisible uh, but talented artists visible i'm trying to do my best uh to uh, I will create a gallery uh, in uh, in a short time, and I will try to uh, make visible that talented but uh, really uh, unvalued artist. Uh, this is not uh, easy for artists, and I'm uh, angry about this because uh, most artists are uh, not open; uh, they are shy, and it's hard for them to make their brand and advertisement. Yeah, because, you know, if if you're good at marketing, then you should work in marketing and not be an artist, really. Uh, I think art is a medium of expression, and it feels only natural that artists that struggle to express themselves through text or voice find the best way to express themselves through the work. So it's all about a matter of expression. Those people are talented expressionists. They just... Don't use the same medium as expression as anyone else. So, you know, don't feel too much. So I know Zaf is a bit shy himself, but, you know, I think his work express, even though he has a very really erotic voice, to be honest, I really like his voice. Uh, you have to tell me uh, some insight on how to sound like that. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, you know, his good is up there because so we can learn about him and we can see about that. And and I'm sure there's a lot of effort and mental stretch stretch for him. Uh, but really, <laughs> if you just come across his work, his work, you wouldn't need to talk about it. You know, his work just talk for itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it makes it makes sense. And we have here. Uh, yeah, you were uh, you have raised your hand uh, a few minutes ago. Thank uh, you. How are you doing? Hello, I'm, hello. <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm I'm enjoying thank this you. this space. Uh, <laughs> there there are some interesting points raised. I'll do my best to remain on point here. I, I do feel 
that uh, physical exhibits definitely have uh, have uh, a buzz to them with the social aspect uh, and the common purpose, um, establishing uh, a place and time for a gathering for the purpose of art. It, it has um, an energy to it. Um, it also provides a venue in which if there are some big names uh, that that are draws, I, I heard X copy mentioned and there are several others, you know, it provides the, the opportunity to have those those um, iconic uh, draws to, to an exhibit. Uh, and I love that I heard uh, that uh, that. Um, Providing a platform for for underseen uh, artists, uh, it, it really presents itself in this venue. You can have uh, budding artists that are that are new to the scene or with a lifetime of work that just is invisible. Uh, all of a sudden, it's visible uh, as people gather around for those big names, and they they start to mingle, and and their attention wanders to oh. Who's this person? I've never heard of them before. And they start to dig into it. With the, the, the nature of Web3, uh, we, we have the opportunity for uh, those people in those, in, in, in those uh, exhibits, whether, whether they're physical or virtual, to all of a sudden take a dive into the body of work of an artist uh, in, in ways that they just couldn't before because of the on-chain nature of it. It's far better than Googling because you can see what is connected to that artist right away. And so, so for me, the consistency that matters when it comes to an artist is in, it, it's not in the technique they're using. It's not, uh, 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 not anything, not in the medium. Um, it's in the why, the purpose. Why are, why are they creating art? Is it uh, as a means of self-expression? Um, you know, if, if, they're, if they're experimenting with uh, abstract or figurative work or surrealism or or if they're using uh, paint on canvas or sculpture or uh, or AI, the, the, the tools that they use don't matter to me. Um, it's consistency in why are they doing it. And now as Web3 goes, uh, I, I, I strongly encourage, and this, this is just me uh, perhaps, but I strongly encourage artists uh, thinking of the body of work of, of Picasso and Van Gogh and the diversity of the works of Michelangelo um, you know, some some of those works weren't seen until, and many of the works weren't seen until uh, long after their deaths. In this day and age, that doesn't need to happen. You could have uh, a, a body of, of work uh, on chain uh, for those who are curious to peruse. Uh, now, then, then, of course, the act of curation does come uh, down to the artist as, as a as a self curating uh, uh, act, where they 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 know their body of work, they know the intent and purpose behind given pieces, and so their self curation comes down into uh, if they've got hundreds of pieces or even thousands of pieces, maybe they 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 curate their best works uh, or they curate them into. This is a theme of exploration that I conducted, so that it's not simply one mass of 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 uh, a lifetime of an artistic journey uh, for for the for the public to to try to digest. They can compartmentalize it and perhaps put their best forward here and there. Um, la lastly, uh, on on the topic of 
of of curation. I, I definitely think that uh, that the space can benefit from from uh, from full time curation for by those who who are are passionate about it, but also knowledgeable uh, and have the have have the experience and expertise to 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 look for those uh, the diamonds in the rough and and uh, the ability to present them well. Um, and, and and for it to be full time, of course, that that uh, you, you, as was said, you're not a plant living off of uh, sunlight and such. Um, I, I think that the that one. I was very happy to see Manifold offer that six point nine percent royalty for those who. Uh, who, whose link sharing for a piece online uh, results in them receiving a, a stipend of sort. Uh, now, of course, it would take some notable sales for that to, to uh, whether by by ETH value or by volume, uh, for for that to to pay uh, for uh, pay a living wage to to a curator. So I'm curious to hear. Um, what thoughts there are uh, under the Web3 model for, for other sources of revenue for those curators making a full-time effort. Thank you, Yeah, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it was Rinko that had his hand raised um, first. You, you want to say something, friend? Yes. Um, I just wanted to say a few things. Um, just, I'm going to start with English. Many people here are not native English speakers, myself included. Now, I totally understand that many apologize and stuff. In my opinion, you shouldn't because you are making an effort. If you feel you're coming up short, just increase the effort. Simple. This is a world that plays in English. You don't. You have, you have to play by that rule. Uh, but apologizing, eh, don't worry about it. You, you guys, all the, I mean, all of those I've heard here are absolutely are doing absolutely well. Uh, a great job, in my opinion. So big up for that. Making a brand for yourself as an artist. Okay, I'm going to say this is an the NFT world, people. So nobody has experience here. Those that claim different, I'm sorry, they're lying because it's a new it's 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 a new thing. Of course, curating is not a new thing, and there can be great experience. But marketing is where curators can really make a difference. Teach the teach artists how to practice secure practices, so as not to get scammed. That's another another um, field where we, we can really help artists. Um, to, you know, it's these kind of sides where they often come come out short is where we can. It's it's what I mean by curating. I would never dream to tell an artist what to do with his heart. More than willing and happy to give my own opinion, like. I have, I have my own eye for art and so does everybody. So I'm more than happy to give that feedback. Don't expect anything from it, but that's not my job. My job as a curator, my knowledge as a curator comes on different fields and is only where I see people, you know, struggling that I want to help. But that's got nothing to do with creating art, obviously. Um, I will give, I mean, yeah, basically, um, uh, those investing in this market come from a different background, mainly crypto people. This is not um, the same as Web2 or, or, you know, in real life art. It's a different kind of ball game. So those involved 
um, play a different ball game. Creating your brand and marketing, it became necessary because we need to trust that person. Because creating a brand takes time. That time tells me that you've been building, tells me that you really have the intention of creating something here. You're not just gonna be here scamming people and leaving in two years. If it takes you two years to create your own brand, I know you're going nowhere because that's when you start reaping the benefits of that of all that work. I'm gonna make two I'm gonna give you two names on top of all of them, in my opinion, that in 2022 excelled at doing so, and I can prove it. One is actually down there, Alien Queen, the other person is OSF. These two people, one is a one is an artist herself, the other one is actually um, a collector turned artist. We've seen quite a few of those opinions on, on that. I don't want to get into it, it's a long discussion, but they have been building, you know, they've been building and building, and now they're starting to reap benefits off. They're creating great communities based on certain principles we all vibe with. I personally have one of those PFP to prove it, and I swapped it for a board ape. And that, in my, in my opinion, really makes a statement. And yeah, that's for now what I wanted to say, thanks. Thank you, Rinku, for your intervention. Uh, it's always a pleasure to hear you, my friend. Uh, we have here also Wild Alps. Do you want to jump in? How are you doing? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me up here. Hey, Black, Ian, My pleasure. Sub God, Rinko, everyone up here, Mark. What's up, audience? So, yeah, it was so interesting to listen um, to the space and to all of the different uh, opinions and views and um, yeah very very diverse group so very interesting yeah I just wanted to jump into uh, the one point um, while we were you were discussing guys um, about branding and what artists should do and whatnot right um, for me I feel um, like this is the first time in, in my artist career and um, I've been that before NFTs, right? Uh, going into art full time before uh, I came into the NFT art space. Um, but this is the first time where I actually uh, can choose for myself uh, what I wanna do and what I wanna be, right? Um, should I just focus on my art and and, and dive into that or, uh, should I take advantage to the uh, finally freedom uh, to take over and not be represented by anyone and, and, and try out uh, myself uh, to to make my brand known uh, in the NFT art space, connect to people, network, uh, have connections, uh, work on all that is art surrounded um with all you know what i mean all the material that we share on on twitter and and all the other social media etc cetera, etc cetera. so i i think like how diverse this space is and there's so many different people with so many different backgrounds and and levels i think everyone should should uh like decide for themselves what they want to do and what not and and this is where i come back to the to the main topic I think it's amazing um, for for artists of all different kind of levels to have some kind of curation, um, and I think it's it's a very important part also for curators to differentiate 
uh, not only diving into the artist's story, uh, understanding their artistic energy, uh, going into the work and, and everything, but also understanding which kind of level they are um, to truly value and highlight um, their work, right? Because there's also potential to, to do a lot of damage uh, to to artists if they're not presented in in the right way and people have like um, yeah um, how it's called in English have um, expectations um, that the artist cannot uh, met right so it's a high responsibility also for curators to to include uh, this into account and also of course. Um, high potential and in all kinds of levels. Like Rinko said, he just like uh, discovered NFT art uh, here in the space was before in crypto. So I think that's amazing. I mean, you have a unique view uh, that you can uh, bring into this. And, and at the same time, like pro people uh, for, like Artemis from, from Sotheby's, it's a complete different view. And I think that makes the space so special that we have like so many people uh, with so many backgrounds and um, that can just, yeah, let's say spice it up, right? We, we don't have to follow one rule. So uh, I love that we have no rules in the space, so to speak. And uh, we just have to take advantages in my, in my humble opinion. So that's just my two cents on the topic. And uh, <laughs> yeah, much love. Much love for you too. Thank you very much for your intervention. And uh, to end, I would love to hear as well. Mark Kelly, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. So, so many conversational <laughs> that we could talk on. But um, I'll probably go back to the uh, the title, The Future of Curation. Because if we look back a couple of months ago, I was really excited. I still am excited with what Manifold has been doing. Because they seem to be offering more or less an end-to-end self-service platform for artists. So you could do your contract, do your token, you know, do your claim page, build your gallery. You could totally disintermediate the central platforms. And what did I see? What I saw was some great work um, coming out at you know, pocket money prices of 0 0.02, 0 0.03 of an ether, and nobody finding it. The things were just going unclaimed. And it's, it's tragic for the artists who put the time into building all of that, but it made me realize that actually there is a place for central platforms because that's the place where artists and collectors aggregate. And unless you've got a huge Twitter following, there's sometimes no way that people are going to find the work that you've put out on a self-service basis. So there's a, a little bit of a rationale for why we're always going to need some kind of congregation place for things to happen. Now, I've slid, I love curation. I'm spending more time on curation than anything else at the moment. It's totally displaced creation and collecting even. But I kind of slid into it from the collector side. I got the opportunity on Nifty Gateway and uh, and other places, and I just love because I've got, you know, I've collected five hundred odd artists. There are at least a, a couple of hundred that I've gone back and collected multiple times, 
And this was a way to carry on supporting those artists without dipping into my own pocket and actually improving it. What's better than me buying something from you is me opening the door so that you can present it to a completely new audience. So in the four months we've been doing that, we've brought 90 artists newly onto a, a new platform, given them access to a, another collector base. And, you know, I guess what I'm doing, according to one of your earlier speakers, might be more agent and broker than curation. But from my perspective, it's helping artists to take that next step to get a, another big set of eyes, a new collector base looking at the thing. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it, having good fun. And there's a, there's a sense in which we're talking about branding of artists. There's a sense in which branding as a curator helps as well, because uh, in some platforms, they're so awash with your know, publishers and artists that it's hard to stand out above the crowd. But if you build up a, a, a consistent theme of, I've chosen to do a weekly drop, which is the, the flagship, you know, people start to look out for what's happening on Sourcebook Sundays, you know, 5 p.m. Eastern time. There's always going to be something there. And I find people are starting to come back and look forward to it. And, you know, the branding as a curator, apart, I've got no particular marketing skills apart from, you know, pinning a tweet on my Twitter, Twitter feed, um, but just being consistent in bringing you know, good quality art from new artists at affordable prices, that seems to be you know, pressing the button and, uh, and being effective. Um, so I think there's a place for curation, even in this new self-service world. Just to take one, one other thing, very interested in the AI curation. I've obviously, as well as being an AI creator, I get lots of stuff sent to me, which is AI. And I, I'm probably harder on the AI artists than I am on the others whose technique I understand a little less. Um, I'm looking to see what does the human bring to the party? You know, to start with, are you exploring interesting themes? Because I don't need to see any more pretty cyber girls. I've seen, you know, I've seen hundreds of them already. Are you exploring interesting themes? Are you doing something more than just plugging words into the into the text? Are you doing some kind of post-processing? Most of all, are you doing brutal self-curation afterwards? So as, uh, as Black said earlier, um, you're going from a thousand things that have been created down to the one that really stands out. Because it's democratized, AI has democratized art creation. It could, if people... Uh, just flood the market, it could commoditize pricing as well. So you're never going to get more than 5 or $10 for a, uh, an artwork. Uh, and then the third, the last bit is how often and where do you drop your AI art? Because you don't want to swamp the market. You don't want to bring down the market uh, price for everybody. So I think there are some specific skills around AI curation and some specific things I'm looking for to see, does this add value? Does it communicate intent, as Black was saying, and does it do it, has it been executed in a satisfactory way, and has it been suitably create, curated and winnowed down from the thousands you've, you've uh, produced? That's about it. 
Mark Thank you very much. No, it's a great perspective. Uh, lovely to hear that. And also, Rinko, uh, to end the spaces, I uh, know you have raised your hand, but also going to address this question that we uh, I have made for you, and you can answer both, which is, uh, of course, the curiosity that goes around the feature uh, worlds of foundation, of course where creators receive a percentage fee for artist sales. So my question for you too is that, do you think this will change the market dynamics we have seen so far? And of course, do you think financial inclusion for of curators is healthy for the market? What are your general thoughts around this? Um, well, platforms do take a certain percentage from artists. And fairly so, because they were the first providers of these new technologies. But I see, like with, with Manifold, for example, giving much more freedom to these kind of artists. I also see the pro projects like yours, ours, etc., giving artists the possibility of detaching themselves from the middlemen, which is, you know, these platforms taking percentages from you and being able to just give back to these artists a full, you know, 100% of the intake. And yeah, I think in the future, there will certainly be like, I hope it's not going to be a fight because I don't want to see that, you know, to try and get artists on your side and rather than, you know, seeing them going elsewhere, I, you know, I'm hoping that people would think about artists first and not tie them down to contracts, not tie them down to obligations, etc. Um, that would be uh, very unhealthy. To me, it's just... Um, it's about you guys. So these projects should aim at give you as much freedom, economical freedom and career freedom as possible and allow you to concentrate yourself on creating the best art possible so that you don't have to think about how to market yourself and do everything else, which I'd be more than happy to help you with. Bear in mind that my when I say um, art to I think it's the same with you guys. When I say curation it just it doesn't just come from me and it, you know the group of people i put together i think it's an astounding group of people because uh, the names in it are big names that have been in this game for a while and that can actually give you a real important feedback when you get people like exulo archanair and Anne alien queen telling you something here in web3 i think you should really listen because these people have a massive amount of experience in this world and the other world. And so curation shouldn't come from one side only, but as many sides as possible. Um, artists should always be involved in curating. Like either artists should always give their opinion. And I'm, I'm just hoping not to see, you know, um, that's why I'm, I'm gonna invite you guys from Art to Act to be part of our group as well, actively as curators too, you know, so that we can all give the most comprehensive possible um, feedback to these guys without, you know, putting any pressure, without expectations, without telling them what to do, just giving them a choice, simple, and then let them make their decisions and then help them along the way. Of course, cheers, cheers for, for sharing that. And, and of course, it will be a pleasure uh, to, to drive that alongside you. And, and well, thank you very much. Um, I think we have here someone that wants to say something, Stanley. Stanley wants to come up to the stage and, and 
give our contribution is connecting friends so let's wait a little bit in the meantime while we connect you and also static motion um, just want to say that we did our giveaway of the genesis to and the lucky winner was chiro green art so congratulations my friend you are the lucky winner of the genesis nft we will send you after this um thank you uh, as well um Static, are you there or Stanley? Who... Yeah. Hey, how are you? Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me off. It's my first time in your spaces, so I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you here. No, of course, thank you. Um, no, I, I was. I think my uh, my comments I was trying to make are kind of a little bit beyond uh, the conversation at this point. I was really trying to go back to the branding conversation and the importance in Web three for some of the branding that's uh, that's needed, and I think that. I think there's like maybe a misunderstanding into what even the word branding means, right? Because being here is branding, right? Like you guys are all in the space today and you're talking to a bunch of other artists and you're meeting new people and what you, the way you interact or the way you, you know, speak, obviously that's all part of your personal brand that you're building. So, you know, maybe looking at, you know, branding from two different perspectives and thinking about, you know, the marketing side of it is one side, but the personal brand and kind of what you bring to the table every day is a huge part of it too. Um, you know, even the things that you've done over the course of your career, whether it's been in, you know, one magazine here, or maybe, you know, something that you shared or maybe a, a cause that you fought for, right? That all, that all adds to what you've done in your personal brand. Um, I think that the person who was up here earlier speaking about the lack of importance in branding, maybe just doesn't understand that there's a lot of really new people to um, Web3, but those those new people in Web3 are also brand new to Web2, right? So they don't have that visibility yet. They come in here and maybe they're brand new at creating and you know they can have some of the best art in the entire world and you can look at something and be like, oh my gosh, that's jaw dropping. Um, but if they don't have a follower or somebody to help share that or something that they're building in their own personal life and their own marketing brand, then no one's going to see it. Right. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I could talk all day about it. Um, you know, I kind of got a little, uh, annoyed when he said, you know, people that are good in branding, maybe shouldn't be working in art because, uh, I am very good at branding and that's what I do in my web two career and what I've done for the last 15 to 20 years. And I also love art and I love creating art and it's a huge passion of mine and that's why I'm here as well. So, uh, you know, I could have, uh, like I said, I wish you didn't kind of pop off, but yeah, that's just, uh, like I said, thank you for having me up and that's kind of my thoughts on it. And yeah, if you ever want to talk branding, I'm all- No, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much, uh, buddy. It's a pleasure to to have you on the show for the first time. Hope to, to have you again on the next one. We have now Stanley, uh, you were here. Uh, for a long time, sorry. Uh, do you hear me? You are a speaker already. If you want to say something, yeah. Hey, hey. thanks. Thanks for having me here. Uh, Welcome. You know, it's uh, it's a great conversation. I love this, and um, I love the the back and forth, and you know, um, Rinko man, just you know, bringing it, and Walt Alps, and also uh, Delac. So it was so good to kind of hear everyone's thought on this. Um, but it's really interesting, right? Um, this this thing about um the word branding again you know what static motion was talking about and you know like in in a in a marketing world or in the sales world it's important to niche down and you know to to 
to narrow down your audience and your who you're gonna sell it to, right? In in quotation mark, um, and for that reason, you kind of need to to narrow it down using branding, but. When it comes to an art, it's it it becomes difficult, isn't it? Because uh, the the thing that makes art beautiful is the fact that there is no boundaries. The fact that you could literally call uh you know a few squares <laughs> painted in different colors and art all the way to masterpieces that you know been done by Leonardo and you know. Um, David and Michelangelo and all this, um, you know, incredible artists as well as photographers, um, AR art, um, you know, any anything can be art, and it it's it's an expression. Art is an expression. So when we start talking about branding, it it it's it's kind of um, counterintuitive because art's supposed to be an expression. It's supposed to be free, but then. We want to limit that in a box, calling it a branding. So I always honestly struggle with this because, you know, like I, as a photographer, yes, I'm truly passionate about astrophotography. And if there is quotation mark branding that I could put, I would say I'm a, an adventure and astrophotographers, right? But I've done, you know, high fashion and I absolutely enjoy it. I've done portraits. Kids photography, right? Um, you know, I love interacting with kids and just seeing the joy and being able to capture that. Now, like I sometimes it's just very difficult for me to to put that branding. But um, one way that I think we can shift is instead of calling it branding, how about we call it a purpose, right? Because a purpose doesn't need to um, to put a box into your art. Um, you know, like one of my purpose is to be able to bring impact and joy to people all around the world, as well as to be able to capture what many people might not be able to experience. That's why one of my passion is going up, you know, to, to summit of the mountain, capturing the Milky Way, you know, at stupid o'clock during stupid hours and stupid conditions. Right. And, um, that's, and it's when people see that they're, they're truly, um, their, their eyes open up and they, it gives them a sense of wonder and they get out of their comfort zone and, you know, explore and find new things in life that, from my experience, have given them, you know, a chance to find a new passion if they come through like this burnout or, you know, a, a series of mundane routines that they just got stuck into. So, yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting. and. Um, I feel like, especially in this day and age, like the branding is driven by monetary value and driven by the likes or the engagement or, you know, whatever um, attention we can get. So it's it's really something that we need to be delicate about when we think about, well, what is my branding? Like, I think it's more important to think back, uh, to, to kind of stop and think back, what is my purpose? If if your purpose is to, you know, to bring impact, then everything that you do, everything that you express should um, portray that. Um, but if if your purpose is as shallow as, you know, you want to make sales and make money and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we all know, like, you know, for many people who have been there before, money doesn't bring you happiness. It doesn't bring you true fulfillment. It doesn't bring you a purpose. And um, at the end of the day, once you get there, it's 
that that is it right um and that's not the web tree is all about so yeah i i really don't like the this words of branding i think you know um the word of purpose is much more powerful and much more important and being able to understand the context behind that is is absolutely important right um many people share their art with a context and a purpose behind that that yeah that's that's also curation right exactly yeah i think so taking back to what you say in the you know in the title i think that is where it become very important in curation having that context with the purpose nice no no thank you very much to to share uh, your thoughts around around the topic i think it was black uh, ai that was first do you want to go buddy yeah i just want to say so on the topic of branding i feel like um the conversation and the comment earlier about like marketing and branding and not being in the space like i I'm right in the middle of that. My entire career has been based in marketing, branding. I've ran multiple ad agencies. I've worked with hundreds of startup companies when it comes to corporate brand identity strategy and things like that. Like that's my career background. And coming into this space, there's there's absolutely a difference between that world, like outside of this world, branding and branding in this world. Like there's 100% a difference. And I, I actually spoke about this on a space yesterday. But uh, to keep it concise and kind of put my point out there, branding is absolutely essential. However, the type of branding and the way that you market, which are two different terms, are completely upside down in this world. And what I mean by that is that you start a new company, you know, in the traditional world, things you start a new brand, start a new company, a little startup, whatever. You got to come out of the gate swinging, looking like a million dollar brand before you ever even have a sale. Otherwise, nobody cares. Um, and you have to look the part in order to bring on clients or customers or get users or whatever. Like you have to be high functioning, high performing, high presentation in order to achieve that goal. In this world, it's almost the opposite of that. The more you come in fresh and looking, looking the part, the more you smell like bullshit, the more people don't believe you, the more that it it seems fake. And so in this world, I honestly believe what, what I've learned in my last six, eight, 10 months or whatever it's been uh, being here, which feels like a decade. What I've learned is that genuine realness is the brand and that's your brand. It, it can only be your brand. It's how you're real. It's your organic thoughts. It's what you believe in. It's the purpose you have. It's what you share. It's your tweets. It's your art. It's your curation. It's what you are giving to the space on a daily basis, it's my words right now that I'm putting out is my brand. What you're doing is your brand. And so everything you do here is marketing. Everything is marketing. Every tweet, every comment, everything is marketing. Now, some are more important than others. Some have bigger effects than others. Some are less than others, but it's all a part of that. And if you do that with the core purpose that you have in mind, the philosophy that brings you to the table here in this space right now, you'll be successful in that. But you cannot create like a brand around yourself and a company and all this stuff and people care about it because nobody cares because there's there, there are a dime a dozen. It happens every single day. We all see the the little company logos and all this stuff come in. They've got like 20 followers and like no one cares. So regardless of what your website looks like or whatever project you have or app or whatever it is, nobody cares. But if you come in with a little PFP and you start dropping some knowledge on people and giving perspective and you share other people's work and you empower people and you're building with passion 
passion and belief and all these things and you're creating amazing things and curating amazing things, that's the brand. Like that's realness. That's the genuine nature. And that, in my opinion, is how you grow a true organic foundation in this space on this platform specifically above any of the others. So I just wanted to share that perspective because I feel like I'm right in the middle of that, right? I do agree that we have to have brand. I also agree that all branding outside of this world is almost irrelevant to this world. So you have to do things in like a really genuine, real way on a daily basis all the time. It's a shit ton of work, probably too much work for most people is it takes up 24 hours a day. You can keep, keep going and never get caught up with it. But everything you do here is your brand and is marketing. So I just want to put it out there. The definitions have changed, but the, it's the same purpose. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Wild Alps, you want to go now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say the same. It's about authenticity and just genuineness uh, here in the space and just being yourself. So I will not uh, add to this because Black did a great job in explaining. I would just go to the second point that I wanted to add. Um, I mean, if you have if you are in a certain level, right, and you have your own style, it doesn't matter. And then this is like to respond to what Stanley uh, said. Hi, my friend, by the way. Um, it doesn't matter which media you are uh, using to express yourself. Because if you have like a developed and evolved style, um, the people that have been you uh, with you and on your journey and, and know you are know your story, know your style. They will recognize your work um, in whatever media you're using, right? That's, that's just my opinion. I mean, um, it, it's with myself. Uh, I'm a landscape photographer, but but if I have another subject, subject right, that uh, spontaneously uh, comes in, in front of my lens, uh, like wildlife or, or, I don't know, people. I even have portraits of, of people I randomly meet or, or friends or whatever. Uh, people say your style comes through, right? And, and when I look like in the audience, there's my friend Alien Right, she does this amazing psychedelic art that she's known for. Uh, I've I've seen her like uh, her entire NFT journey almost. Right, she has this amazing traditional uh, art that she did before. I've seen her incredible uh, abstract art as well. So I always see her style through. So this is what I mean. I mean, if you are authentic, if you have the way uh, you you express yourself as an artist doesn't matter which media you you're using you have your style right but it's not a bad or a good uh bad or a good way to have your style we have so many different artists here artists that are just starting out in the nft space still need to find their voice still need to find their artistic energy and and why not uh like put their work on the blockchain and, and uh, put a price tag on it. Like, why not? I mean, everyone is, is free to do whatever they want. You don't have to be like super polished uh, to, to, to start out selling, right? And, and what an honor to have like your whole progress uh, to, to, to the point that you have like, you found your style and, and you're like, you're, let's say, lotus moment on the blockchain i mean how cool is that 
right? So you would just have to to look from different perspectives um, on certain topics, I think. And, and there's no no right or wrong. I mean, we should do whatever we want. And some some people will resonate with it, right? With our journey and our style and, and whatever we bring to the table and some not, and it's totally okay. Um, and, and it's good the way it is, I think. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think we have now to end static motion. Do you want to, to come up? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man. I was just going to say, first of all, for, uh, I agree with what both of you said. And, and Black AI, dude, you're, you should have just dropped the mic and like lit the room on fire after you were done speaking because that was like so absolutely on point with like everything you said. And you were right. It is so hard um, when you focus on the marketing and the branding side of things. Um, if you really put effort into it and, um, you know, I was just going to say like, and I think that's to what you said, right. Branding and marketing. So, and I'm going to go kind of back to originally, right. With your brand is who you are. And, and that is absolutely true. And I think though, I think that that part of it is what's hard and that's to get it out, that message out. Right. Sometimes and that's where you're saying that, that marketing side of it and the effort that's there. And, and I just wanted to comment too on Stanley, right. Like Stanley too, you know, when you were talking about you know the artist the art but if you and, and this is a good thing right so if you click on stanley right you can see that even within like look at the effort that's put into your your brand right even in your own account you know you've got your your custom made banner right that's calls out super rare with your autograph your art right you've got your your eth.co sitting there for people to be able to click at and find all your art you've got a podcast you know, right away for people to be able to click on and listen to the things you said, just in case you're not, not online and they want to hear you, right? And I think that's the part that people struggle with in the space in Web3, because that is so important for people to be able to find that visibility, even when you are not here, because you shouldn't always have to be here. You should be able to co-create art, because that is what's important, right? Like, that's why you're here. Um, so creating that piece of it too, and tightening it up so that when you walk away, your vision and your message is still there is what's really important. So that's all I had. Thank you very much. Rinko, do you want to you wanna go now? Yeah, I just want to say quickly, um, a yeah. point that I made a while ago is this NFT world, meaning all of you, me included first, um, should really push to make people out there understand what this is all about. And the genuinity I've seen in this on this floor, Black, you killed it. Uh, Stanley was absolutely right. I mean, it, I, it, the space should have ended there because you said it all, and I loved what you said. I'm just gonna add, we can do even more. I cited myself for the first year, I was in this space. I decided to come out of the shelf because I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't like the greed that was displayed. I didn't like all the rug pulls that were put out there, etc. So, we have to put ourselves on the line and go out there and tell people this is not a rag pool, this is not stupid AI, this is not um, people creating art and all of a sudden wanting to become rich. This is more. This is a new great technology which will help to shape our lives in the future. I would love, I said, to, to see art in general be more part of our life as a humanity. I started to draw since I joined this space. I mean, this is something amazing you know, for somebody. You got, you got me, people, because that's what you did, not myself. You got me to pick up pen and paper and start drawing. This is what art should do. You know, get us all together, express ourselves in any way we like and respect that kind of opinion, simple.
I didn't know that. I love to hear that, my friend. Uh, experimenting new stuff. Nice, 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 nice. Very good. Well, I think this was an amazing spaces today uh thank you all for attending and for participating uh, and for coming up on stage uh that was lovely uh it's always great to have you guys here uh and yeah this is just the beginning as i keep saying because even now like tools about curation are only starting to be uh developed right now so this means that crypto art uh has a lot of the potential and of course this is just the beginning as rinko was saying and and yeah uh, ai as well like we are building this i think we are every single day doing the doing it and it's difficult to see it from a different perspective from an outside perspective let's say but it's it's lovely what we we are doing together guys and and yeah Thank you again for for being in the, on the show and hope to see you on the next one, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the future of curation in the digital art renaissance, hosted by Art to Act, recorded on Thursday, January nineteenth, two thousand twenty-three. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IDC enabled. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are reviews like a problem stepchild, ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles, a comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving. I'm up with a platter of bait behind the curtain. Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it. Letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve in some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous. Tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind. You gotta wash the brain and erase the time. Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line.